Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Dia Irby is about to come on, and she is a power house talking about community and truly belonging and we're going to dive into that conversation in just a second before that let's talk to you out there listening because you're committed to becoming your greatest possible self you're tuned into this right now you're taking steps every day however i can support you i am here to do that so definitely subscribe to the show uh, if you are ready to get your message out on the 12-hour marathon i would love to have a conversation with you about that and support you in getting your message out to more people when you are ready to launch your own podcast and make an even bigger in the impact, even bigger impact in the world with your own platform, let's talk about that too. I would love to support you in getting that started, whether it's one-on-one -on -one coaching or our mastermind, whatever the case might be, I'm here for you. So keep growing yourself, keep becoming your GPS. And you can find me on facebook.com forward slash th3burns. You can also find me on Instagram at I am Millionaire Chris, and then you can also send me an email, chris at beyourgps.com. That's B-E-Y-O-U-R-G-P-S.com. would love to hear from you, hear what you're getting out of the show and uh, what you're stepping into. What's your vision? What's your mission? What are you out to create? Next up is the iTunes review of the weekend. This week, it's by C. Trippy. C. Trippy says, great content and energy. I'm a newbie, and I'm already improving what I do daily from the great content. Thank you. C. Trippy, thank you so much for sharing that review. And if you want to stay subscribed to the show, just search Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self on Google and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We're all over the place. Just find us where you listen to your uh, content and your podcast. And then also, if you want to give us feedback, let us know how we can keep growing and get a chance to be shouted out on an upcoming 12-hour marathon. Go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes, and you'll be able to find us in the Apple Podcast Store and give us a review. Let us know what you love, what you want to see even more of, and how we can prove the show for you. Okay, thank you so much. And we're going to be diving into a powerful, powerful conversation about community and about belonging with Dia Irby in just a moment here. Make sure you grab your pen, grab your paper, be ready to take notes because I know she's going to come with some actionable items and stories of inspiration and principles and wisdom. I remember our, our pre-interview call before, uh, you know, finding out, hey, like, how are we going to do this? And giving her the overview of the show, she was just saying so many euphemisms, so many, like, like, uh, just wisdom so much wisdom is coming from dia and she'll be explaining i'm sure why and how she's accumulated this wisdom as a beautiful family and just been through an amazing journey so let's introduce her and then we'll bring her on the screen so make sure you stay tuned all the way through till the end because one idea has the power to transform the rest of your life dia irby actually grew up in a small mississippi town and that taught her about belonging she and her husband of 45 years have lived in 15 homes in five southern states, raising eight children and pastoring churches. 
The one consistent thread throughout all her adventures has been building real community. In the home, in business, in churches, and on teams. Dia is a published author, speaker, connector, and realtor in the Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, North Carolina area. Dia has discovered that real community is not just being connected, but also about being claimed. And we are blessed to have Dia with us today. And this is going to be a whirlwind of a conversation. Dia, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? Uh, I'm <laughs> so ready to rock the house. We are, we are live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. Dia, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here and share with our audience about all that you've learned on your journey. It's been an epic ride for you. And I know we're going to dive oh. into some gold today. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Great. I, first, thank you so much, Chris. I mean, I I did tune in. I wanted to know about the other people you've had, and what an amazing day! <laughs> and you know, you just maybe you need to wait and watch it on replay because it's just so you're burning. You're burning up. All burning, the way it up. <laughs> burning it up. That's right. That's right, dear. And, and thank you to the people that are tuning in that yes. are getting their pencil and paper ready. Man, I have an assignment for you with your pencil and paper. Oh, no, invitation. invitation. (laughs) Somebody told me one time, don't say you're going to give me a challenge. I don't like to be challenged, but you can invite me. And I went, okay. I like that. (laughs) But you'll need your paper and pencil at the end of this when I give you your invitation. How about that? I love it, Dia. This is great. So we're already getting okay. some wisdom. Uh, invitation is a little less offensive. You know, it's, it's gone from right. problem to that being a negative context to challenge. And that was like, okay, cool. And then everyone started having a problem with challenge because it just means problem. So invitation. Hey, that's a, it's an upgrade, right? right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're done. Okay. <laughs> the value has been brought. Let's go. Right. Okay. We can leave now. No. All right. All right. So. We're going to dive into this topic of the day, which is your message multiplied. And you know a thing or two about that because you're a publisher. And let's dive into that. What, what, not specifically about publishing, but if you want to go there, cool. But what does that mean to you, your message multiplied, Dia? It's like a, a quote that my husband would always say in his sermons, especially when we were talking about missions, that the pebble of your life thrown into the ocean of the world should make ripples on every shore. That's good, isn't it? So that's, well, that's actually what we've done, sending our children out to six continents. But it's, that's what making it big means, is to have an impact around the world. And whatever you're doing needs to benefit more than just yourself, obviously. That is Beautiful. I want to say that again because that's that's a great quote. Uh, the pebble of your life thrown out into the ocean, into the ocean, right, is creates ripples on every shore. Absolutely. Wow. The ocean of the world. Ocean of the and world. That's yes. Yes. Oh my gosh, I love it. That's beautiful. Beautiful, and it, it's I love how big of a scale that that quote thinks on and how you, you just mentioned, you know, you sent your kids to six different continents. So your kids, uh, that's, that's a big part of your journey. <laughs> We're going to dive in, into that in just a moment. Let's talk about what you stand for and what your clients come to you for today, Dia. 
Well, my clients, I'm in real estate. Yep. So they obviously, now on the surface, it looks like I buy and sell houses. But what I actually do is strategically guide my clients to find the best value for their highest asset, whether they're finding their dream home full of potential memories or going through the process of getting moving out of a home that's full of memories. So I have those and you have the community in the home. But in all the things that I've done from owning a restaurant and having kids and being a playwright and doing, you know, building drama theaters, working in churches, it all comes down to building community and what that really is. And like you read, Real community, building real community is not just connecting. I mean, you can say, look at all the followers I have on Facebook. Look at all my likes I have and how many shares my YouTube, whatever. That's being noticed, but the people that are involved, are are they connected? And there's a, a sense of belonging, and that's what I, I – I've been trying to figure out what my message is and what I want to tell people. I could talk about parenting. I know plenty about that. Mm -hmm. I know what to do. And I also know how, what not to do. I could talk about owning your, there's so many things, but what is it that really, and all of it comes around to community because it doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm building community. I'm building community with my, uh, Real estate clients, I'm building community in our church. I mean, we're, we're not pastoring. We're just members, but there's a community there. There's a community in um, at my office with other agents uh, and our family, of course, building community with our family. So I, I and I figured out a way to help build that community. That's amazing. I love I love what you're doing and I also love that you use social media and that reference of of community. It's like are we just getting likes and are we getting noticed or are we really deeply connecting and building relationships and creating community? And I know we're going to be diving into more strategies about how to do that in a bit. Before that, though, let's go back into your journey and talk about the different ventures that you went on, the, the beautiful kids and family that you created, and some of the lessons that you picked up along the way. Okay. So we only have an hour if I start talking <laughs> about my kids. All right, remind yes. me. No. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Well, as I got married and then moved, one of the reasons that community is so important is, like you mentioned, I grew up in a very small Mississippi town where, I mean, how small was it? You didn't have to use your blinker because people knew where you were going, right? And uh, you would read the newspaper, weekly newspaper, to make sure they got the details right. And if you made the, if you made the wrong call, call the wrong number, the person you got would give you the correct number. I mean, we're talking community. I loved my hometown. And it was, um, it was, it was great. And then I got married and moved to 13 hours away. And 
nobody knew me there. And that was the first time I realized that community isn't common. People, not a lot of people don't have a sense of belonging. And it means a lot when you feel like you belong. And I would introduce myself and they'd go, so? Instead of, oh, I knew your grandfather when he was the sheriff and rode his horse around the county. You know, it, and that's when, that was the beginning of my realization of community. And of course, for 35 years, my husband as a pastor would work in either church renewal or church plants. Like our first church was seven people in central Florida that wanted a church. What? (laughs) Yes. And what was even more challenging is we had a 20 month old and a one month old that we moved to 13 hours away from anybody I knew. So that was that venture. And Moved around to different states, two different places in Florida, two places in Georgia, Alabama, back to Mississippi, where as we left for Florida from Mississippi, we both vowed we'd never go back there. But, you know, never say never on that. Um, And uh, one of the one of the places we were actually before we moved to North Carolina, I had an opportunity to open a, a restaurant. I'd always wanted something like Dia's Deli because you can imagine I cooked a lot and yeah. I like yeah. to cook a lot and people liked my food. Mom, you should do a restaurant. People like your food. Okay. So I did have a tea room in the North Georgia mountains for about mm-hmm. seven years and ended up publishing a cookbook because we closed it when I moved away and people were like, how can we get your egg salad? And talking about building community in in that environment, I built community. It's been seven years since I've had the restaurant, eight years. And every once in a while, somebody on Facebook will post, I miss the beer in York. You know, that's that's community that was built. And so is there any particular thing that you said you saw stood out for you while you were building the restaurant that created community? It's seeing people as people, which is part of claiming your community, which mm. we'll get into. Um, instead of, I mean, taking time to acknowledge people exist. You need good communication, a commitment. Mm. People knew that I was committed to them and committed to giving them the experience that they wanted or expected. So there's uh, a commitment to them and communication and um, caring, Mm. you know, a concern for them. I had I had one mom, a frequent customer, make a reservation to have the full afternoon tea. I mean, I did the trays and all the little fun food and all that. And she she was getting ready to have brain surgery and didn't know if she was going to make it and was having a date with her daughter and asked her, where do you want us to go for our possible last meal together? 
Wow. That's that's customer commitment because they felt claimed or they they were part of the community. Wow, that, like that's where they felt most at home. It's what they valued most. They felt like a family, you know, like this yes. is these are I've had the most precious moments in this establishment, in this community, with this organization, with this family. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna invest my my final moments in this place. Right. But she's fine. She made it. Beautiful. I love it. Yes. A happy ending. Yes, happy ending. Um, and uh, what was I? Oh, here's another trite saying. Um, you should treat friends like family and family like friends. Mm. So that's how I, and I have the gift of hospitality. So I mean, it was it was nice to have a restaurant to take people to because as we were building community in our church, it was not uncommon for my husband to come home and say, so I invited the church over for lunch next week <laughs> after church. Okay. I think the most we ever had was 60. Wow. Uh, well, well, I'm curious. You you mentioned uh, uh, being a pastor's wife is a big part of your journey as well. Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about that. Yeah, I joke and say I'm a church surviving POW, <laughs> preacher's old wife. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is a real growth time, and and it's very you know I I had to realize oh wait our eight children are PKs preachers kids. <laughs> and you know what they say about preachers' kids? They're the worst. But we we thought through that and had a strategy. And I, I believe the reason that they weren't those preachers' kids is because we um, they saw the same parents at home as they mm-hmm. saw in the church, yeah. and their dad stood up to preach. He was not being anybody other than himself, you know. Um, and our kids were encouraged to be thinkers and and test the truths themselves, you know. We wanted them to believe and we taught them what we believe, but it was their ultimate decision. Yeah. Like one of our sons came to uh, my pastor husband and said, Dad, I think he was probably middle school, early high school. I'm not sure I believe the Bible's true. Well, a lot of pastors would go, what? No, the Bible's true, and you have to believe it. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, isn't that what they would do? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, he goes, um, well, if it's not true, I better I'd find another job. Why don't we study it and see, you know, if it's true or not? Yeah. Because if it's not, I need to be out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? Of course, he studied it. He accepted it. He lives in Sarajevo, Bosnia, working with students. He's a best-selling author over there. Wow. Uh, he's written two books, and he's a pr- and is almost finished with going to seminary himself. So, wow. uh, think of the, the different path. And all of this, all you entrepreneurs and all you making yourselves greater, you know, if 
somebody didn't allow you to just search out who your best self is, then where would you be? Mm-hmm. And so you have to think about your kids as well and, and let them. Okay. So we had the first batch every other year we had a child, right? And then five years later, Oh, I know this feeling. So we started the second batch, which is three boys. The first four um, were close to valedictorian or whatever, and they all had college scholarships. And then number five, we just gave them numbers after a while. And said, <laughs> hey, hey, number seven, number Take eight. Take a number, sit down. <laughs> uh, um, but number five uh, was valedictorian, and he was off at college, and I didn't know the conversation happened, but he called home and said, so, Dad, I think I want to drop out of college and play music. Wow. And I'm like, Irvies don't not go to college. (laughs) What what is this? And my husband's like, well, if that's what you want to do, now's the time to do it. Because you don't have a family and you can live off ramen noodles and crackers. So go for it. I'm like, what? And uh, well, as it turned out, because he was allowed that freedom. I mean, Mm. he had followings and Japan and China and in and, uh, and England. He had this original indie rock kind of music. It's actually, I like it, but uh, <laughs> that may not be an endorsement that his mother likes it. <laughs> but uh, after he did that for about a year and a half, yeah. he decided he needed to go back to school. He went back to school won a scholarship to spend a year at Osaka University studying Japanese, wow. came back, finished, went to China to spend a year studying uh, Chinese. And now he's almost ready. If anybody's in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he has, he's got an Okayaki pop-up that he's working toward a, a brick and mortar restaurant, but oh he serves okonomiyaki that's like to die for. It is so good. I don't know how he does it. But anyway. Yeah, this is this is gold. This is so freaking awesome. Like, like okay, so I want to bridge the gap of you being in such a small town, right? Coming from that place, right? Right. You were at that place and then teaching your kids to have such a global perspective. How do, how does that happen? Right. People ask me that. No, wait, why? Why did your oldest daughter get married and move to Brazil? <laughs> why did your second daughter live in India for, you know? Right. Well, part of it is the exposure that we gave them globally. Mm-hmm. We had an emphasis in our churches about missions. So we would mm-hmm. have missionaries that serve all over the world. So you discovered our kids would realize that they're no, they're just people that, as they say, put their pants on one leg at a time. Yep. And uh, they just happen to be living somewhere else. And another r- exposure was, well, we had a, a child every other year and it was sort of on schedule to have the fifth one. But I, I thought maybe we could find one that came potty trained. So we had an exchange student. What? <laughs> we got a 15-year-old from Germany. Wow. So, uh, and I mean, that was eye-opening to me as well. Hmm. When I would say something like, well, 
don't y'all drive on the wrong side of the road? She goes, excuse me, we don't, but it's not the wrong side of the road. It's the other side of the road. And I'm like, oh, you're right. Just those little things that you don't realize are just part of your culture that other people are different. And and so they were exposed to that. And, and then later we had, after we had the second batch, we had an exchange student from the Netherlands. Our daughter that was a high schooler said, Mom, Daphne's here, but the host family she's living with, it's horrible. So she has to come live with us. And I'm like, ah, well, we'll see. Well, it turned out. Yes, she did. And at the end of the year, her parents were so thankful that they invited my 16-year-old to go back to Europe for three months and stay in Amsterdam or go down to uh, Italy, I think is where they had their, I don't know. They were just all over. So just exposure to it. Yeah. yeah. That's um, incredible. I, I love it. It's, it's just really educating them on what's out there and the inclusion that they're human beings just like us right like we're we're all human beings team human being you know like that's that's what humanity is and to the exposure to that to become aware and go visit it rather than have some kind of preconceived judgment or opinion or assessment like you know like your your husband said well you know if if, if it's not the truth then i need to figure it out because it's my job it's my career <laughs> you know it's like being willing to test being willing to go see and to right. dive into into immerse oneself in that experience like what better education and learning and experience is there well also um I am one of the churches we were in when our children were mostly younger. I created a class on Sunday nights and we called M&Ms, mini missionaries. And we prayed for people around the world. There's also this really amazing and it's still going on after all these years, a uh, ministry called Heifer International, Ooh. where you can um, for like $15 donate $15 to buy a goat for a village. Wow. Or so, uh, it's probably the price has probably gone up now, right. but the, the, the children um, would do chores at home and bring in their change mm-hmm. and participate and be aware that there are villages that need a chicken or a couple of chickens mm-hmm. so they can have eggs to eat or. Yeah. If they eat their chickens, they won't have as many eggs. But anyway, (laughs) so it it was, you know, giving them a wide open view of what's Mm -hmm. out there. So those those were some of the reasons. And even now, my uh, our youngest. After 42 years, we became empty nesters. Yeah, it's like a it's like a whole new life again. Like, this is life. (laughs) I got pregnant after we were married six months, so we never had that honeymoon. But I was glad we got started when I realized how many we were going to (laughs) add. Our uh, yeah, we had the first four, then a five year break, then the next three, and then an eight year break. So uh, yeah, I started when I was twelve. 
And um, but our youngest is a rising junior in college and she's spending the summer in London wow. doing um, um, her internship with uh, videography. And, you know, that's I wasn't surprised. I mean, this is her third or fourth summer to spend overseas. And uh, I needed to get a new car recently. And I was thinking, I'll just, you know, get something that I can pay off that is really cheap and then give it to her when she graduates. What does she think about that? She goes, well, if I'm in the States. And I'm like, right. Okay. <laughs> you probably won't be in the States. <laughs> anyway. And, and if it weren't for Facebook or Zoom or Skype or Facebook, you know, anything like that, I mean, five Five of my grandchildren were born in other countries. Wow. Six of my grandchildren. Sorry. Six of my grandchildren have been born in other countries. And uh, it makes a good excuse to go visit. Oh, mom needs to come help with the newborn, right? (laughs) (laughs) So I had a huge visits to Brazil and to India and Sarajevo, Bosnia. So, So yeah. Oh, darn. This is this is such a fun conversation. Uh, I want to shift into the community aspect and how we can okay. start uh, creating that that experience of having people feel claimed and what that means and and how you really got started on this this community movement. I had a uh, I was at a women's business meeting. Mm-hmm. It's a, a ministry Christian women wealth building kingdom minded. Women, okay. power, power women. Yeah. And, uh, we had a, a time of what's called prophetic blessing where mm. these women just poured out what they felt like God was telling them about each of us. I mean, it's, you sat in the chair and then they just said, well, I see this and I think you're in. And it, that's when it all came together. I like I said, I've been struggling. I know I want to be a speaker. I want to, I have done speaking, but yes. what is, what is the message The make the difference yeah. in other people's help people, other people be their greatest possible selves. Right. And uh, one of the women that didn't even know me just said, you are all about community. You are a community builder. And I see you in this glass cage and you wanted to talk, but you couldn't and nobody could hear you because you didn't know what your message was. And and this is your message. It's about community. And as I I started considering that, I'm like, I build community wherever I am. We met on a a Facebook, the speaker what? I'm the com- I got a conversation starter because I'm building this community online. Boom. Boom. So much activity. Just, that's what happens. But um, <laughs> so then I started thinking about it and, and I got this word that we need to be claimed. Mm. And not just the word, but what each letter stands for to make the full picture of what it means to be claimed. And you can take this, or you can take it to the bank, but you can take it in for yourself. 
You can take it in your family. You can take it at work, in the church, in a nonprofit organization, on a team. Mm. And uh, I mean, it's, it's very powerful. So and, and I love this. I'm gonna, I want to dive into the acronym. Before that, though, I just want to educate people. What happens if they don't use this claimed and they're not activating this in their community? What are the consequences of them not doing it? All right. What is the pain of not being claimed? Yeah. A recent survey said that three out of four people feel lonely, hmm. for one thing. And illustration, sadly, that you can look at for people not being claimed is the foster care system. There may be some people listening that are foster parents and hallelujah to you for stepping up. Thank you. Thank you. You're making a difference. You are making a difference. But the very fact that a child without any um, thing that they've done they have they're in this position where they are not claimed. This is also a, an issue that children have to deal with that have been adopted. Like why did I need to be adopted? Why did my parents not want me? Um and and when I uh, I thought about that and then I saw this statistic and I, I, I think I've told you the answer, and it might be fun. I can't see the comments, but how, what percentage of people do you think in prison have been in the foster care system? So anybody has this guess, they can put in the comments. Yep. 80%. 80%. That is the effect of people not being claimed. And and also, if you think about all the um, activity on social media that young people have. Right. And you would think that they're belonging because they have all these uh, groups and they've joined this and they've friended mm-hmm. this. But the suicide rate of the younger generation has gone like ridiculously out the roof. Yeah. You like my statistics? Um, (laughs) Ridiculously out the roof. Yeah. That's, that's, that you can, you know, point. Oh, (laughs) point. (laughs) Oh, well, it's, I don't even want to say doubled or tripled because it may even be more than that, but it has, it's ridiculous. And, uh, but you would say, but wait, they have all these friends. They have all this, you know, but it's not real. It's not claiming people. It's speaking of my daughter, this in London, when she was 16, she decided to get off of all social media. She decided on her own. It's like, Oh, okay. She said, mom, I got really tired of my friends saying, let's get together and have fun. And all they did was gather to take pictures of them having fun, but they never had the fun. It was just the pictures of the having fun. She said, I don't, I don't, it's, it's not authentic. It's, it's not, uh, it's not, it's just not, I don't need to waste my time with that. And I'm like, okay, I can trust you to go off to spend the summers in Europe. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you're, you're, you're okay. Um, so th- if you're not really belonging, then there's a, there's a damage to the psyche. 
because we are made to be social beings. We're, and I mean, it is not good for man to be alone. Mm. From the from the man himself, the creator saying, you know, I make something good, but it's not alone good. It needs to be in, um, you know, have fellowship and community. So, uh, so the the danger or the pain of not being claimed is uh, is devastating. It's terrible for our uh, society, and um, we just need to claim people. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I think it's it's so obvious, you know. But I just really wanted to make it apparent for people um, the consequences of this particular this key this this trigger this like this thing that if we just get this right it wipes out so much so so many uh you know traumas and travesties and things that are going on in our society today so thank you for going there temporarily because now we get to really listen what can we do about it what is this claimed formula and how can we really activate it in our own lives and our own communities um one more comment about the the uh, not being claimed. Yeah. The five points that I'm going to talk about, the C-L-A-I-M, mm-hmm. um, would be a great start. But there are people who have a brain damage or chemical mm-hmm. imbalance. However, this might even help the chemical imbalance. Because, you know, you get happy chemicals. You yep. like that medical term? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <you> get- <laughs> Anyway, okay, so I'm going to go through it. Get out your pencil and paper because here we go. C C stands for chosen. Mm. Think back on the playground. Did you ever have to stand around on the playground when they were picking teams? Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) Uh-oh. Did you get picked first or last? (laughs) I was in the middle towards the end. (laughs) Well, think of how special the people that got picked first felt. They felt chosen. Yeah. And the last person felt like chosen by default, and it wasn't like being chosen. Mm. So that whole concept, the idea that when you uh, choose a mate, Mm. when you ask someone to marry you, um, you're being chosen. Yeah. and of course, when you have your child, you chose to have children, or maybe you didn't choose them, but you did, <laughs> and you chose to have them. Um, my husband would always say to each of our children, of course, it got a little more complicated the more we had, but if all the little girls in all the world were lined up and God said, I could pick one, I'd pick you. And he would, so he would say that to each of them. And of course, when we had one girl, that was good. And when right. we had one boy, that was good. And then we had two boys. So if all <laughs> two-year-old boys in the, all the world, <laughs> then, you know, we end up with five boys. Well, if all the, you know, whatever. But the whole idea is to, to communicate that you're choosing. And in the, um, in marriage, of course, that's real obvious. You can do that in the home at work. Mm. When you hire someone or when you team up with someone, for them to know that they didn't draw the long stick or something or short or whatever it is, um, <laughs> they actually were chosen to be in 
the work for that position it, or volunteers in a nonprofit organization. That gives you, I don't know. I mean, I feel pretty special to be chosen to be on your show. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I feel like almost all that, you know, (laughs) because I'm chosen. It makes a difference. So if you just let people know that you choose to be their friend, you didn't, I mean, maybe you accidentally met each other, but you've decided you've chosen to continue a relationship with them. So that's the C. Yeah. I, I I think this is so freaking powerful because like all all these connections are being made in my mind like where maybe I've been dropping the ball on really communicating that I choose specific people and to remind them of that it's kind of like I've taken them for granted in my life and not declared yes. it to them like I choose you and like I choose like even my mom and dad you know like yes. like I choose you mom as my my mom and the person who brought me into this world and taught me and, and educated me, dad, I choose you, you know, to go through all these life challenges with and things that we've grown through together. It's so powerful. Wow. If all the moms and dad in all the world were lined up, I'd choose you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's just the C. Yeah. And uh, let's keep okay. going. Dear. Let's keep ah, going. Cool. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, oh, I'm looking at the time. Okay. Uh, the L is loved. And and that doesn't necessarily mean eros love, like most people, which is um, a romantic love. But it's um, a secure, safe place where you can have permission to be authentic. Mm. And if you're not being authentic where you are, you're not in a real community. You're not. It's not real community. If you're not able to be who you are, that's one of the things I love about the church that we are members. Well, they don't have members where we go Mm -hmm. that my husband's not the pastor of, but we still go there. um, You can see blue hairs like we would call them the old ladies, but you can see blue hair because they dye their hair blue and you can see (laughs) (laughs) tattoos and piercings and suits and ties and i mean it's it's an atmosphere where people feel loved and they can um be who they are and nobody's wanting them to pretend to be somebody and if you want to provide that for an online community you need to let people be free to say and do and be who they want to be uh if you in the home well when my son said he wanted to drop out of college, he was loved. When my son said he didn't believe the Bible, know if he believed the Bible, he was loved. So it's <laughs> it's providing an atmosphere of security and acceptance. And this needs to be done at work as well. In your business, if you're anybody, a team leader, people need to know that they can be who they are. And you want them to be because why would you not have them at work for who they are if you're not going to let them be who they are? Then you shouldn't have hired them, you know? Well, whatever. Okay. (laughs) A stands for acknowledged. And I have three manageable action calls to action. 
action steps that every one of you can do, okay? The first two don't take much of anything except for memory. Okay. We're going with the M's here. Manageable steps. They all start with M. And the first one, you just, first two, you just have to, rem, for memory, mm-hmm. is make eye contact. Mm-hmm. Have, have you seen people talking to each other and they're each on their phone and they're still talking, but they're not even making eye contact? <laughs> or when you're when you're checking out a, at the store. Right. Do you look the person in the eye? And that brings me to the second M of manageable steps. And that's mention their name. If they're wearing a name tag or if you know them, Chris, it's it's special to be reminded that I am recognizing you for Chris. Yeah, I'm acknowledging that's you, your uniqueness. And when you look somebody in the eye, the eye is a window to the soul. Yep. So you are connecting. And why is it that people won't look people in the eye? Because they're, they don't have an atmosphere of love. They don't feel like they can be authentic and they have to put a mask on. And uh, they're not claimed. They don't belong. If they're wearing a mask, they're saying, I don't belong. So maybe you'll accept this mask and it can belong. And the third M, which is what you're going to need your paper and pencil for, is mail a letter. Mail a letter. When was the last time, Chris, when was the last time you got a letter, personal letter, in the mail? It was, I want to say, two and a half months ago from a woman who I went on her podcast. And she sent me a letter saying thank you. I was like, well, that was awesome. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> How did that make you feel? It made me feel great. I'm like, ooh, this is this is unique. It's surprising. It's awesome. <laughs> yes. And, and yes, okay, so it made you feel special because it's unique. And for any of the entrepreneurs out there that want to build your business, write a letter, change your business. Because how many of your competitors are writing handwritten notes? Now, I have personally written, I need your address. I have written handwritten thank you notes to the podcasters that I've been on their shows. I also um, write all my clients, uh, you know, past clients and future clients. Today, I I mailed 10 handwritten notes today. I have a goal. I'll write my notes. Um, And uh, I've got a template Well, when I finish the acrostic, I'll come back to that about writing the letter that you're going to do. Okay. Um, The I is for invested in. I felt invested in in just preparing to be on this show because of all the information and the thinking I needed to do (laughs) to get ready. Um, and and you have invested so much in your people by spending 12 hours on a podcast, yep. right? Yeah. That that helps people feel belonging, a sense of belonging. When you have when you're married for 45 years, I tell people 45 years of married blisters. My, <laughs> my husband goes, I don't like it when you say that. And I said, well, I didn't say they were your blisters. It could have been, I mean, my blisters, it could have been your blisters. Anyway, 
Um, how does a marriage last that long? Mm-hmm. It's by investing in each other, but I don't, I don't mean money. I mean, investing in time and investing in just listening or sharing with each other thoughts and mm-hmm. opinions mm-hmm. and experiences. You know, that's the I, the investing in. And uh, so we've got C for chosen, L for loved, A for acknowledged, Mm -hmm. I for invested in, and the last one, which is what you are all about, and so have all your guests been about, is M is marked for greatness. Mm -hmm. It's been said by almost everybody so far today. Everyone has a purpose and is unique to carry out that purpose. And uh, my favorite verse in the Bible is Ephesians, uh, in Ephesians, where it says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand for us to walk in it. So it's not like it's supposed to be, I got to make up something. It's already prepared for me to do it. And in the knowing that it's prepared, guess what? I also was given the skills and abilities and will have the experiences that I will need to do the things. So it's a no brainer, but everybody is marked for greatness and greatness can be um, being the best uh, shoe salesman, I don't know, whatever, you know. <laughs> or, or today, today, like best video game player, right? Some people, oh, yes. that's that's their purpose to stream live video games. Like, really, twenty yes. twenty years ago, that wasn't even possible. But today, right, right. that's their purpose. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, so I mean, everybody has a purpose, and. Uh, like your fingerprint, you know, the idea that everybody has your own unique fingerprint. So you're marked for greatness. And when you, as a parent, when you look at your children, they're not all going to be the same and they're not all the same. Uh, there are some things about them and they're all, you know, awesome, of yep. course. Yep. And, uh, and they're almost all have musical recordings and whatever. That's another whole story. But, um, <laughs> But I, you have to, as a parent, look at your child and not say, well, no, you're going to be my lawyer and you're going to be my uh, doctor and you're going to be my Indian chief. You know, it's like prepare them to be contributing adults in the world yep. and see where they're t- – I never would have thought my son was going to open a Japanese restaurant in Atlanta. It's like, but- it, seems, it seems like the best thing to do would be to equip them with the – like, hey, how do you have the process of discovering your gifts and clarifying that, working on them, building your skills, you know, figuring out your vision and putting the pieces together to get there? It's like, I'm going to show you a variety of different experiences, whether it's art, music, you know, sports, nature, whatever, business, finances, whatever you want to experience. Right. Let's go, let's go play. Let's go have fun. Put all these beautiful colors and, and dimensions and things together and see what sticks, what resonates with you and right. your soul. Right. Right. Um, yeah. It helped that every, not everybody at the same time, but everybody sometime was yes. homeschooled. Yes. Mm. I homeschooled them and they had an opportunity to 
really explore those things. Yeah. But, and, but we did have one requirement. Every person had to learn a musical instrument because learning music is a good for your brain. Yeah. But going back to the jumping around, the acknowledged, uh-huh. when you look somebody in the eye and when you mention their name, Mm-hmm. And they're acknowledged, feeling acknowledged releases happy chemicals in their yes. brain. Yes. yes, like those uh, scientific words. And <clears throat> and so, okay, so you have the C L A I M claim, and thinking about this whole concept, then I realized, huh, I know my kids feel claimed in our family, but. I have five children that are married. Mm. What about my children in love? Do they feel claimed? I mean, I know they know they're part of the family, but are they an appendage or do they really know that they're part of the family? And uh, so one Sunday afternoon, I sat down with a piece of paper and a pen. Mm -hmm. You can use Mm -hmm. a pencil if you want to. And I just went through the acrostic for a paragraph for each one. I said I was so glad they were chosen to be in our family and then how much we loved them and how I appreciated they loved my child and my grandchildren. Number 16 and 17 are on the way, grandchildren. Oh, my goodness. And, and, <laughs> um, and then I spent a paragraph, and it wasn't the same letter. It was different for each one because in the A, I acknowledged everything I appreciated about them as an individual and how they – complimented my child because they're all different and I, and I can't even say how happy I am with each spouse God brought to, to them because they're the perfect picture. I mean, they complete each other so well. It's just so exciting. So I, I told them all about that. And then I thanked them for their investment in the marriage and in my ch- grandchildren and, blah, 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 and, and then, you know, they're marked for greatness because of the legacy they're building and how they're just awesome people anyway. And, and just ended it with, I just didn't want another day to go by without just sharing this with you. Love grandma or me or Marmy or whatever they call me. Um, so I, I created this template if anybody wants that. And I mean, it, it's just suggestions on each, but it's got it all written out and they can get that from my well just email me i've got i've got a number of ways to get to it but the easiest way might be to email me but that benefits you because you have to stop and think all these positive things about somebody else Mm -hmm. so you're getting happy chemicals in your brain yep and 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 pouring this out and then when you Put it in a letter. No, you can't. Don't email. Don't, tw- don't text it. Even though one of the sons-in-law may text you, thanks for the note. You know, that's a guy, right? Uh, my daughter-in-law, oh, you just don't know how much I needed it that day. That was so helpful. Oh, I just I was having such a hard day, and I just I appreciate you so much, you know. And then, and then some of them, you know, uh, well, whatever. Anyway, but you benefit and you know, they're going to benefit yeah. even if they never, you know, they don't. 
Right, right. Even if you don't get the feedback that it actually yes, made but the, you're the not impact. Doing just, it, you're not doing it for the no, feedback no. because it is going to impact them. Yes. And you know what's cool about a handwritten letter? You can read it again. <laughs> You can you can put. I, I've been in the homes of. Uh, I've been in a the home of a client of mine and found my letter on their refrigerator. Wow. So, uh, you know, and it's not. I, I wrote this little thing. You can I can send you a copy of it too if you want. Write a letter, change the world. Yeah. Do you think if everybody wrote a, a letter a week? 52, that'd be uh, 53 people changed. I started to say 104, but I guess you get changed every time you write one. But, um, uh, okay, well, just write one, all right? Just yes. somebody. Start with one. <laughs> the power of one. And, I mean, uh, like the illustration, I know you've seen the illustration about the uh, the, the story of the little boy and his dad. All the starfish had been washed up on the beach. And I mean, there are just thousands and the little boy picked up one of them and threw it back in the water. And the dad said, oh, you're, that's not going to make any difference. He goes, well, it made a difference to that one starfish. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But if you write a letter, it changes the world two people at a time. Yeah, mm. 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 this is gold. This is gold. I know we could talk about this forever and I want to bring it home for our audience. So what we're going to do, we're going to let people know how they can stay connected with you. And then after that, we're going to do the minute to win it where you share a word of encouragement uh, about something that you feel someone needs to hear right now. Okay. So let's tell okay. people how they can stay connected with you first. Where do they go next? Um, they can email at diaerby.com. Okay. Uh, they can go to Little Big Publishing on Facebook, okay. or they can go to Dia Irby on Facebook. And if they want me to help them buy or sell a house for the best value, I, they can go to <laughs> diaerby.kw.com because I am a realtor. I love it. Building community. I, I love it. There's there's so many big things coming from you, Dia. So this is just the beginning. And people, again, go to diaerby.com. Go check it out. Uh, search Little Big Publishing as well. And uh, just send Dia an email because she is she's just like the biggest heart, the biggest connector. So much fun. And Dia, we're going to wrap this up with the minute to win it. A, a word or a couple words of encouragement for someone out there who needs to hear it. What do they need to hear? Okay. You matter and you belong. And you can make a big difference. If you want to make a difference in somebody else, then you need to claim yourself first. Choose to accept who you are. Love yourself. Because you can't love other people as you've loved yourself if you haven't loved yourself first acknowledge acknowledge your strengths and acknowledge your weaknesses your limitations but acknowledge who you are because your weaknesses may be some of your best uh, things you can market or or you know focus on and invest in yourself it is not uh, wrong to take a nap if you need a nap or um Go get your nails done, whatever. Invest in yourself and know that you are 
marked for greatness. You you have a reason and you are a, a puzzle piece that's supposed to fit into the jigsaw puzzle of the whole world. And if you're not your piece and you're trying to be somebody else, there's going to be a hole in the world. Puzzle. Mm. How's mm. that? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Fire. This is fire. <laughs> burn it up. I'm burning burn it up. up. Burn it up. Thank you so much for, for this fun, for this love, for choosing to be here and choosing our audience to share your time and your energy, your wisdom, your experience, and your journey sharing that with us. I appreciate you. Dear. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You have the best day ever, and I'm sure you'll be back on here at some point in the future because you got you got a lot of great things going on, and just know that we, we support you, we believe in you, we choose you via, to be a part of this. And have the best day awesome. Ever. And write a letter. Write a letter. Write a letter. <laughs> awesome, Dia. We'll see you soon. All right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, Head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever. <laughs> <laughs>